Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023, the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, holiday. And um, we are continuing our journey through the New Testament uh, as we uh, walk through chapter by chapter each day that we're together. Uh, it's, we're basically working through a five-day-a-week uh, reading plan. Uh, so five readings each week, a chapter uh, a day, and that'll get us through the entire New Testament in 2023. So this week we are uh, uh, mostly in the book of John. So we'll be reading John 2, and the rest of the week that we're together will be in John, uh, each uh, subsequent chapter. Yeah. Well, I hope everyone had a good weekend. Um, we uh, We had a little bit of a, Weird weekend um, with the uh, at church, you know, Sunday morning. Get to church Sunday morning. I hit a little bit of cold, cold air. Uh, got a little cold on Saturday night, and I don't know if that was the cause. But anyway, we got to the church and uh, discovered that uh, there was a water main leak. So that uh, obviously created an issue. You can't have uh, large groups of people in the church with no facilities. <laughs> especially when you're giving them coffee because <laughs> that coffee's got to go somewhere. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there was no way to cut the water to the building. So uh, fortunately, a uh, uh, couple of awesome people, Bob and Denise Barter, were out there right away digging and repairing that uh, water main leak. Um, God bless them. It was cold and obviously muddy and all that. Uh, but by uh, about 11 o'clock our time, it was uh, it had been repaired. So we're good. We're good to go now. But it did de it definitely threw a little wrench in the Sunday morning plan. Um, so we had to pivot pretty quick and just go uh, online on Sunday morning. So hate I didn't get to see many of you guys um, that are usually there on Sunday mornings. Um, but thank you for understanding, and hopefully this week we'll be back um, back in person. Well, we should be. Everything's back to normal. All right, John chapter 2. Hope your uh, Sunday morning was a little less eventful than that. Um, but we got great volunteers, man. Great worship. The worship team was, you know, really just go with the flow. All of our tech people go with the flow. Uh, go with the flow. Again, water, you know, anyway. Uh and of course, uh, the barters who, you know, save the day. So, all right, let's do it, y'all. John chapter two. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today through his word. John chapter two. On the third day, a wedding took place in Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. 
So you know, remember, now remember, weddings in the uh, in Jesus's day were uh, they weren't just uh, like a two hour event; they were multi day events, um, and they had been, you know, planned uh, for months. Not so unlike our weddings that last just a couple of hours that we planned for months, but these were big community events that lasted, you know, multiple days, uh, big celebrations. Uh, so on the third day, the wedding took place in Cana in Galilee, and Jesus' mother was there, Mary was there, and Jesus and his disciples had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. <laughs> this I would love to have seen this like play out like in real time. Like, how did this actually... Um, and, you know, Jesus has not really started his ministry at this point yet, you know? So he's like, well, I mean, he's calling disciples, but he hasn't really been made very public he's kind of early on here. He's like, uh, okay, there's no more wine. So what does that have to do with me? <laughs> well, that's, how's that mine? This, I'm not, this isn't my party. Uh, but he's a respectful young man. When mama speaks, people listen. They have no more wine. Woman, what, why do you involve me? My hour has not yet come. Like I got, you know, it's not my, not my, you know, not my wedding. It's not my time to, you know, display my power, do anything, you know, crazy, supernatural. His, I love this. Uh, she didn't even respond to that. She went, she talked to the servants. She was like, well, I ain't got time for that. Uh, do whatever he tells you to do. He's like, well, I just said I ain't going to do nothing. I didn't say it was on my time. Just do what he tells you to do. <laughs> uh, you know, Mary's still a mom, you know what I mean? And and Jesus was still a son. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, fine. Speaking of sons, my, uh, my son uh, got his, had his senior pictures taken yesterday. So they went out to Tarpon and took some senior pictures and it was awesome. While he, while he was gone, you know, I had to move his car out of the way so Christy and he could leave and I got in his car and it's filthy. It's disgusting. Like, uh, just gross. So I couldn't take it. I'm like, I'm taking this thing to the car wash. This thing has got to be clean. This is like ridiculous. Like, I mean, got all kind of junk in the floorboard. I mean, you got Coffee or not coffee? Coke, Coke, uh, splashes, sticky splashes on the center console and on the door. I mean, not to the outside, just please. But the inside was like, oh man, good night. Um. So I said, well, so I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna do it myself. Took it to the car wash. So while they were taking pictures, I cleaned his car all up. I mean, really cleaned it. You know, I mean, it, it looked good. I'm not gonna lie, it looked good. So this morning, so he didn't. So yesterday, he went off to work. Um, came back home, didn't really see him. This morning, you know, he's up for school. So I just asked him, "Hey, man, you noticed your, uh, you noticed your car? Any, you know, any, you notice anything, any, anything different? Maybe about something different about, you know, anything, anything out of the ordinary with your car? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh." <sighs> You like seriously, you did not notice that your car was clean. 
No, not really. I mean, it smelled. I did notice a little bit something smelled different. Wow. What I mean, what can you say? I mean, teenagers, teenagers. I'm like, well, that explains why it looks so bad. You don't even see it. You don't need. It's like you don't even see the. You don't even see it. You look right past it. You just hop in the thing and go. Sons. So here's here here we see the life of Jesus and Mary. You know, mom, mom and son here. Hey, a uh, son. Uh, there's no more uh, wine. Um. Right. I need to send him a cleaning fee. I should. I'm like, well, just so you. Yeah. We should have. Next time, I'm just gonna put a. I'm gonna put an invoice on his dash. Just here. <laughs> uh, um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. So this is just a, this is an episode between Jesus, Jesus and his mom, you know, kind of son-mom thing. And, and he's like, Mom, it's not my time. Like, my hour's not come. Boy. Just uh, servants, whatever, he's, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. <sighs> okay. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, uh, which each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Wow. So you got six stone water jars, each holding between 20 and 30 gallons. Um, that's a lot of jars. And Jesus said, wow. Wow. Jesus said, this is a big party, man. If you think of this in a big party, this is a big party. There's a lot of wine consumption going on up in here. <laughs> With a lot, lot of people. Um, <clears throat> so Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So you got, you know, 20, uh, 20 gallons times six. 120 gallons. Fill fill that up with water. Between 120 and 150 gallons. Right? Yeah. Six six jars, each holding 20 gallons. So yeah. So they filled them to the brim. Up to the top. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna be taking some water to the master of the banquet. So they did so. They drew some out, you know, put probably put them in a little, in little, uh, um, you know, containers. Um, they did so, and the master of the, they did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned to wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The servants, they 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 working with Jesus. They know where they know who, what happened, but the master doesn't know. All he does is just notices that the wine is there. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, "Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after. The guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. So the wine's real good. I mean, that's what we're saying. It's the best wine. The best wine yet to be served at the party has been saved to the last." It's like most people, when they serve a party, you know, they serve the best stuff at the beginning when people can actually taste what they're drinking. <laughs> and then it doesn't really matter after that. But no, you've done the opposite. You've saved the very best wine to last. Hmm. 
there's got to be some symbolism there with Jesus, right? I mean, the new wine. I mean, uh, Jesus is the new wine. His the Holy Spirit for sure is is uh, symbolic of uh, the new wine in new wine skins, uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. That the best is is has been saved for last. Maybe that's a word for your life, man. You maybe you've gone through some hard times, some struggles and trials. And look, here's the thing. Here's the promise of God. He saved the best to last. He's got good coming your way. With God, there's the best is always yet to come. He saved the best till now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed him. So this was a this was a obviously this is a miracle over the elements, right? He turned water, H2O, into whatever the chemical makeup of wine is. <laughs> Which I don't know. I don't know what the chemical makeup of wine is, but H2O was turned into wine. Yeah. So he he created um he he sh- he displayed his power over the elements of the world, like the of nature. He can transform things from one substance to another. <laughs> and he did this at a wedding in Cana, where he, he, re, he revealed his glory, his power, his ability. Hmm. I think that's helpful to know that whatever we're facing, whatever we're dealing with, that Jesus has power over it. Right? He has authority over it. Um, there's nothing that is outside his authority. Everything must submit to Jesus. And if he commands it to be changed and transformed, it happens. And so the disciples saw this. They're like, wow, that's, this is not normal. <laughs> no, Nobody can turn 120 to 150 gallons of water into wine, the best wine. Like, no, some, something's going on here. He just he revealed his glory, his power. Hmm. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother and brothers and his disciples. There they stayed for a few days. When it was almost time for Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Okay, so Passover time. Uh, you know, the spring. We're coming up to Pas- we're coming up to that time of year. Uh, you know, Easter's in April this year. So um, you know, Easter's always really close to Passover. So yeah, we're coming up to that time of the year. Which, you know, it's already like Easter. You know what I mean? It's like I, that window from Christmas to Easter is really short. Have you noticed that? It's like, wow. It's like he just he was just born. Now he's he dying and being raised again. <laughs> he was just born. He was just born three months. <laughs> he was born just born three months ago. <laughs> uh, anyway, but but the window from Easter to Christmas is obviously much longer. But that window from Christmas or from Easter, yeah, Easter to Christmas is a long window. But from Christmas to Easter is a short window. He's just born. He's just born like three months. We were just singing. About the baby laying in a manger. I mean, that was like three months ago. Anyway. Anyway, so it was that time of year. Jesus went up to Jerusalem 
in the temple, which is, was his custom, right? Jesus went to church. Like people talk about, I don't need to go to church. Well, Jesus need to go to church. If Jesus need to go to church, guess what? You need it too. You need it more than Jesus. You just turn water into wine. What you got? <laughs> he just turned water into wine. What you what you got? And if he can turn water into wine and he going to church, yeah, you need to go to church too. In the temple course, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So, all right, so there's a big trade going on here, right? I mean, people got to exchange. They're paying money to buy offerings. People are selling the offerings for whatever they, you know, you got to offer a dove. Here you go. Just give me some money. Here you two doves. Here you whatever you need. Or, you know, uh, I mean, it's just craziness right here. I'll give you four cattle for a sheep. You know, it's like, it's like their whole bartering system going on here in the temple courts. People exchanging, you know, a certain, their certain, their money for the, the money that's accepted in the temple. So you got all this money exchanging going on. It's okay. It's craziness. The worship of God is is buried in there somewhere, if it's even in there at all. So what Jesus gonna do? He gonna make a whip? I love this story about of Jesus because it, it, it's out of it is out of the out of the ordinary. It's not the normal mo of Jesus, but he made a whip out of cords, and he drove all of them. From the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He going cattle herder on them. He's like, nah, this ain't this ain't gonna happen right here in my father's house. He he got a whip out of some cords. He's like, he's like, get these cattle out of here. Get these sheep out of here. Get this crazy money exchanging going on. Out. Get it out of here. Scattered coins of money changers. Overturned the tables. To those who sold doves, he said. Get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. You're distracting. Distracting from what this place of worship is supposed to be. And man, I tell you, that's uh, you know, that's one of my uh one of my pet peeves. Uh, you know, even at, at church, I, I'm always like, you know, I don't like it when our lobby starts to look like a market. I don't. You know, it's like, you know, so you got, you know, occasionally a fundraising thing here or there or T-shirts here or there, okay, you know, but like when you got a T-shirts for sale in one side, you got a fundraiser going on over here, you got this, you know, this being sold over here, buy your donuts over here for $5, you got, I don't like that, man, I don't like that, I don't like the optics of that, I'm like, if Jesus was in here, he'd be throwing over some tables, he'd be throwing over some T-shirt tables and donut tables, if he, and some, you know, it's distracting. What are we here for? We're here to worship God. So we always have to be careful with that stuff, right? Like it needs to be done with some thought <laughs> and uh, and some pace, so that it, so that when uh, when people who are far from God step into the house of God, it's pretty clear what it's about, right? It's about worship. It's not about selling our goods. You know what I mean? So everything has a good purpose, but it's still, we can't let that distract from what we're trying to do and for what the house of God is for. Verse 17, his disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. So Jesus is, I mean, this is the temple Jesus right here. You know, there's Jesus meek and mild. There's Jesus, you know, lowly and meek. 
And then there's hashtag temple Jesus. And that's the Jesus that gets a cord with whips or gets a whip with cords and turns over some dang tables. Because this is prophetic Jesus, right? This is like the prophet. Think about the prophets. When Jesus, like Jesus here, but they, they just, I mean, they, they showed emotion and anger, righteous indignation. And the, uh, Jesus is demonstrating that zeal, similar to what the, the, um, the prophets would often show. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? You just, man, you just ran off all the cattle and the sheep. You, you got our coins strewn everywhere. What sign can you do to show that you have the authority to make all this mess? Jesus answered them. Here's, a, here's, your, here's your sign. <laughs> here's your sign. Destroy this temple, and I will raise it up again in three days. Woo! That's your sign, boy. There's your sign. This temple, it'll be destroyed. Destroy it. Three days, I'll, rise, I'll raise it up. And then in AD 70, the temple was destroyed. AD 70, the, the, the uh, temple was completely destroyed. Um. But the, the temple that was Jesus was destroyed too, right? They, just, they, they, they hung him on a cross. But in three days, he rose again. Mm -hmm. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. And you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoken of was his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. See, John here is looking, is, is you know, from the perspective of, of his uh, writing, he's like, and he's looking back to this occasion. He's like, at that time, that a lot of people didn't understand what he was saying, but now we're on the other side of the resurrection. We understand now what he was saying. He wasn't talking about the physical temple that he would get out there with a hammer and nail and chisel and rebuild the temple. No, he was talking about his body, the new access point to God. It's no longer a physical structure made of. Uh, of, of of mortar it is now a, a a his body he is now the entrance into the presence of god and that temple will be destroyed but it'll be raised back up in three days verse 23 now while he was in jerusalem at the passover festival many of the people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name so many people are believing they're seeing what he's doing and he's believing it which, by the way, going back to the uh, show us a sign, and Jesus says the only this is the sign that you'll destroy this temple, but the temple will be raised. I mean, that's often what Jesus says to us when we, you know, plead for a sign. God, give me a sign. Give me a sign that you love me. Give me a sign that you're in control. Give me a sign that. Look at the cross and resurrection. That's your sign. You're the sign that I love you is that I gave my life for you, and that I've prepared a way for you to be with me, forever. God, show me that you're in control. Uh, I did. <laughs> I entered this earth as a human being. I lived a perfect life. I offered my sinless life on a criminal's cross. And on the third day, I was raised again to life and appeared to hundreds and told you that one day um, I'll come back and take you to myself. That where I am, you can be also. That's, uh, that's how you know that I'm in control, because I told you. And all that I've done 
through my life, death, and resurrection, that there's your sign. And because of that, because of what Jesus was doing, it says many people started to believe. But Jesus would not entrust himself to them. Hmm. For he knew all people. Man, isn't that the truth? Jesus would not entrust himself to because he knows people. People are fickle. Right? The people are fickle. They're they're like, oh, we're they're on board one minute and they're off, they're they're you know abandoning ship the next. You know, uh Palm Sunday, right? Palm Sunday, they're singing your praises. Hosanna. But then on Good Friday, they don't know your name. <laughs> He's like, I, he said, I, I, Jesus would not entrust himself to them because, for he knew all people. It's just how their human nature. He did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. Wow, wow, man, listen to that. I don't know if I ever noticed that verse quite that way before. He did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. He knows what's in you. He knows what's in me. He doesn't need somebody to testify. He doesn't need evidence. He doesn't need, you know, character witnesses. He knows what's in you, and he knows what's in me. Wow. He knows us perfectly. He did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in, watch this, each person. Whoa. In every single individual. Like he does, this is not in generalities. Like he knows what's in humankind. <laughs> no, he knows what's in Terry. He knows what's in Lee. He knows what's in Tim. He knows what's in Jennifer. He knows what's in Mary and Sandy and Paul. He knows what's in you. Wow. So who better to guide and lead our lives than? the God who knows us perfectly and loves us unconditionally. Man, that's awesome. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you so much for my friends today and for the chance that we have together to read your word, to learn from you, to be challenged by your word, um, and God, to uh, prayerfully and uh, obediently um, obey your word. So God, as we go out today, help us to be salt and light everywhere we go. Help us to be children of the light. Help us to point people to the one who offers new wine and new wineskins, new life, abundance. Lord, thank you that you know us perfectly inside and out, and you love us unconditionally. God, help us to, uh, uh, to make you proud in the way that we live, in the way that we speak, in the way that we share our lives with others. God, help us to be uh, your hands and feet today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this uh, Tuesday edition of the podcast. Always appreciate it. If you can share it, like, subscribe, however you are getting the podcast, whether it's on the podcast or Facebook Live. Uh, thank you so much for spreading the word about it. Really appreciate you being involved in this community as we learn and grow together. You guys are awesome. We'll be back at it tomorrow with John chapter 3. Ooh, love John chapter 3. You know what's in John chapter 3? A whole lot of good stuff. So we'll see you then, y'all. Have a great day. God bless. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. 
You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.